Welcome to the Corporate Venturing Insider Series, where I interview top practitioners in the CVC world and learn with you the best practices and golden nuggets that they have accumulated over their career. In this episode, we will be learning from Fumiko Yuraki, director of the venture group at Mitsubishi Chemical Group. Fumiko, could you take a few minutes to share your story and how you got to where you are today? Thank you very much, Nicola. Very excited to be here. I started my kind of background career as like researcher. And at the time that I was started as a molecular genetic researcher, I'm bio background. But when I joined company that I start with a chemical company. During my working life, I have been in this whole time in the chemical industry. And when I joined a chemical company called BSF, it's a German chemical company. Then I started as not as researcher, but I started as sales. There are several reasons for that, but the reason is simple that I was employed as a researcher, but soon after that, BSF sold this pharma business. So I had no place to go. So I started as sales and I jumped into electronic industry as a salesperson. And then I changed to commodity sales. And then I changed to pharmaceutical, selling chemicals, chemistry into those three different markets. So that was quite a big change because I wanted to start like be a researcher for my whole life. But I started sales and then I started new business development in different industries. And that become my backbone as my career. Then after seven, eight years in the sales position, I turned into corporate strategy group of BSF Japan. And then I met with BSF Venture Capital. At that time, BSF Venture Capital was already 10 years old or so. BSF Venture Capital, I think, started 2001. And when I met that, it was 2008. It's seven years old. And at that time, there is no like Japan or Korea representative. So I started as a Japan representative of BSF Venture Capital because I thought it can be a very interesting field. I didn't know anything about CVC, but it just sounds very interesting. In 2008, just after this Lehman shock thing, so many CVC was closing down CVC. That's where my career as CVC started. And then I worked for BSF Venture Capital for six years and then turned into a new business development job called BSF New Business. And that was a place to make a new business in a white space outside of the BSF business unit activity. And there I also work in Japan, but also in Silicon Valley, creating new business. And cre creating new business in white space means that you work with startups. So my network in the BSF Venture Capital worked very well in developing several projects. And then when I come back to Japan, there is some incident that I met with Mitsubishi Chemical, who is really going to start CVC and looking for somebody who has some experience in chemical field, but also doing CVC. So I decided to move into Mitsubishi Chemical. It was 2016 at that time, and then set up or established the corporate venture arm and activity in this company. And since then, I'm leading this activity. So it was a kind of long journey until here. Very nice. Thank you. And I will be asking how you started it and the design decisions you made. But let's double click on your early start, which is a researcher. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of discipline to venture capital, which is similar to the discipline of a researcher. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us how your early start as a researcher is still mm -hmm. useful today? Yes, yeah, sure. 
So I think actually one of the biggest or as a motivation to work at CBC is that you can meet a lot of new innovation or new technology or new people who's developing those technology. And a love to technology is maybe very strong motivation to continue doing this work. So I feel like starting as researcher and curiosity about like technology or innovation is being a very good fuel for my <laughs> passion into CBC. So that is one thing that as my kind of my interest field was broad so by starting from biology but also for chemistry and electronics and so it started as researcher but broadening up with a lot of field of technology and always my curiosity as a researcher mindset helped me go through many different kind of innovation so i think like a maybe one thing about interest but also about discipline how to evaluate technology how to also have a touch of what is the stage of the development, what is the risk associated with that, also what is being the challenge from technology to like to go to start doing some POC and then go to the larger scale and then go to the market. So you also can have a sense of like a risk challenges in the early stage as an academic background, but then also as a business experience, you have some sense or touch about what's going to be the risk and challenge in the later stage. So I think like combination of having those kind of experience as a business life or academic life will always help as a life of CVC. Very nice, very nice. And then you were chosen to join BSF CVC, which was going on for seven years. So maybe you could share a little story about how did you find out or how did they find you? How did you get selected? Because many people in the audience are probably wondering, these companies, they have a CVC, I wish to join. What was yes. your story? Yes, so I think currently many people know about CVC and that's maybe for many people, it's a very already established and interesting job. But at the time of 2008, I think nobody know about CVC in BSF Japan. So when it comes that okay, BSF Venture Capital is looking for a person in Japan who can handle that as a Japan rep. Actually, nobody raised hand. Most of the people at that time in Japan think that startup is a little bit more risky, like doing something quite different. It's a people who is different from us. And so I think many people is like not raising hand, thinking that's something like bring their carrier path to something not really in the mainstream. So if you're in the business, you want to climb up a certain ladder. And I think CVC is not the carrier path that lead to the leadership or management or so. So for many people, I think it's a thing that bring you to a side path. <laughs> so nobody was raising hand. And it's actually that they're looking for I think several months and because it first come to the president office and I was in the president office, I was also looking around for people. But then at last I thought that I, why not? I raise hand. That was easy for me to catch that job. Maybe it stopped.
So no regrets yes. joining BSF CVC. No, no regrets. Yes. Very nice. No regrets. So tell me about the first year, because that was mm -hmm. so new. No one in Japan could tell you about it. What it is that surprised you and what did you learn from your first year? Yes, at that time also, I didn't know anything about startup. So I was only working with large company in Japan, electronics, pharma or commodity. It was all like established large corporates. And then I start going to the startup at that time. And I start to meet people I never met before. So the entrepreneurship in Japan at that time, I think was also very unique. And I see many people that who is really great in technology, but maybe not so kind of personality can fit in. So yeah, I started to meet a lot of interesting people and that was broadening my eyes that the world is full of like many interesting people I never met, broadening my kind of perception about how how those like the new business is started and also how those people that is incubating things to to make a new innovation but it's a very different kind of people that i thought at the beginning and i think every startup have a different thesis different technology and everybody want to change the world and i don't know but in corporate world you don't meet those kind of people every day so yes. That was really fascinating. Earlier, you mentioned you love technology. And really, you were meeting entrepreneurs in Japan who love technology. How do you avoid this becoming too strong a bias where you fall in love with the technology, but you still need to assess the full startup potential? I think I did several mistakes there. <laughs> and I learned from that. There are several technologies I think I fall in love. It was so fascinating. It seemed like changing, breakthrough, a lot of challenges. It lie there. But many times, the success of startup is not only technology. It's about, of course, the management. It's about the timing. It's about the market. It's about many other things. Also, like the funding environment. So I think there is several deals that I fall in love with technology. But as a company, it they failed or they didn't go as they they planned so i started to learn very slowly but that have to have the holistic view i think you were the perfect candidate for mitsubishi cvc so can you tell us because you founded it you were the number one to start it so you probably had a lot of influence in the design what type of good decision you made that came your time in bsf cvc so I think actually there's a lot of things that maybe I copied <laughs> of BSF Venture Capital. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, many things was already, I think also BSF Venture Capital did a lot of try and error. So there is some pivot in their activity because there's a learning as a CVC going through and to be mature. So I think there is several things that I employ, how to source the deals and also how to make decision. So in many, I think, Japanese company at that time, like the 
independent decision making for startup investment didn't exist. Maybe it exists in some company, but not very common. But that is very critical part that we have to have independent like decision making system for investment because it have to be fast and it have to be also flexible. So we didn't want it to go to the board meeting or executive meeting of Mitsubishi Chemical because that's a half year process. So independent decision making, advisory boards, and also how to source the deals and how to evaluate that. So like how to do the due diligence and so on. I think all the things that I carry from the experience of the BSF Venture Capital. But one thing I think I newly invented in the Mitsubishi Chemical is that we also have a POC budget to do POC with startup company that we are going to invest or which we already invested into. This is something that BSF Venture Capital, when I was there, didn't have. And it's also sometimes slow down the collaboration or engagement with the business unit because they have different kind of mandate or different speed with between the startup and the business unit. So investment fund we have, but also we prepared a POC fund or pool of money to do POC with startup. So this is something maybe newly created. Okay. I have a lot to unpack. And I will ask about the POC budget, but first the smart copy and paste from BSF. One is the investment decision to be independent, to be fast, to be flexible. Was it easy to convince Mitsubishi? Because I can imagine Mitsubishi, she is starting a CVC. Maybe the board members, the top management, they want to make decisions for investment. So how did you convince? Very good question. <laughs> it was indeed not so easy. And I think Mitsubishi Chemical already started co-version venture activity by LP Investment in 2012. So it's already have some kind of history, but it always is just introducing startup company, try to match with business unit, try to do something, but there's not so many successful cases in the partnership. And of course, that we need to have a scheme of investment to really make this activity a mainstream of like innovation making in Mitsubishi Chemical. We had, I think, two years of preparation and kind wow. of roadshow <laughs> to all the kind of management in a higher level, middle management, board member. But I think I was lucky in the sense that first year, I have a Japanese boss, but in the second year, I have a US American boss. And that person was hired from external as a chief innovation officer. And he was, he came here to really do something new, different approach of making innovation. So under him, there was a, a digital transformation group and also a venture group. And at that time, venture group didn't do investment, but I think I had a very great supporter to convince all the other management to have a fund to invest. And with like tagging with my boss together, I think we actually succeeded in like starting a smaller fund first. And that was started in 2018. And then we succeed in also building up some successful cases. And after three years that we started a much larger fund. 
so step by step. Yeah. Yeah, step by step, which I think is a very good way for corporate VC. But you talk about fund, which means you probably had funds which allowed for first check and also for follow investments. How did you think about it? And how did you convince that you needed reserve for follow on investments? Follow on investment is something you have to do. So that was first initial idea that there is a money needed for this much and like maybe half of it or 60% is used for initial investment, but we always have to reserve uh, follow-on investment. And that is how we can work, really work in the startup ecosystem, like really align with other investors, align with the uh, startup interest. So when we invest, we will like support until the end. And we really value the reputation <laughs> because we also see a lot of cases that reputation matter a lot for the CBC activity. We try to get support from our management by putting a lot of example together. And that was a thing that from the initial first fund that we already incorporated. Very nice. And I think it's very important for reputation, but also to support the investment to do better. So one thing I want to unpack, and I'm sure my colleague Gita, our portfolio program manager, is waiting for this. You mentioned you invented this POC budget. I yeah. think it's so interesting. I have a sense of what it is, but maybe you can tell how you thought about it, how you convinced to do it, and then we will describe mm -hmm. it afterwards. Yes, sure. So I think this is maybe universal problem, but it's a very big problem in when I was making a partnership or engagement project between startup business unit. There is a budget of yearly budget that more strictly aligned and they cannot use it for some other purpose, which just jump in. So there is maybe very interesting startup. The business unit people want to work with the startup, but they don't have budget. And they say to the startup, okay, we will try to kind of plan a budget for next year. So please wait eight months. And of course, startup will never wait for eight months for that. It's like a lifetime. <laughs> so many projects stop there because of the timeline of getting the budget for POC. We never live up with the speed of the startup. So there we need even a small amount to start something. And there the idea of having this POC budget started. So we tried to budget the really first step of the POC. <laughs> And then with the result that can scheme a bigger POC or we really can go to the joint development or joint partnership or so, but it's really to really start now then wait for several months. Very nice. And that budget is within the venture group or you mm -hmm. need champion inside Mitsubishi to say, yes, let's activate the budget. The good thing is that we can decide. And that's the budget we wanted to have. It's not a very big amount, but we don't need anybody's approval. We can decide it that this is something that we need. This is something that we believe in. Then we can actually inject this POC budget. Very nice. And, and very much recommend that you have a small amount of that. So you can drive the partnership in a like startup speed. Very Sorry. nice. And this POC budget is once you've decided to invest or sometimes you do the POC before you decide to invest? We do both. So we sometimes do before investment or 
to do investment, you also want to clarify several things. Mm. And this also come from this kind of the project failure that I mentioned, that you also want to see that how the technology work or how the things work before the investment when you're not very sure. So we do that beforehand, but we also don't do POC and do investment and then do POC after the investment. Mm. So it's very flexible. We do both sides. I think it's a golden nugget because if you do it before investment, you learn so much more about the project and you de-risk your investment. Once you've invested, you can use that budget to actually accelerate the partnership. Yes, exactly. Okay, this is a very good invention. So I think I'm going to recommend many people to watch this part of the interview. What is the drawback of the POC Mm -hmm. budget? Can you talk about how many POC in a given 12 months do you do? So we usually have a budget of six POC we can do, but many times it's not used up to six. We can do around six POC. And if this is going to be increased, then also we are also planning to increase the POC budget. But currently we can run around six, six to yeah, eight POC or so, depends on the size of the POC. And the drawback is that sometimes the business unit people think is an easy money and come to us saying that, okay, we want to do this thing, but they are not really serious to do that. They just want to try and nothing happened after that, even positive result. And this is really something we want to avoid because startup is really expect the POC become positive. There is, okay, the next step of collaboration. Otherwise, it's disappointment. It's like you, you tease and then nothing. Yes. And also we had maybe half like that kind of attitude <laughs> and we try to make very sure that a business unit having a really serious agenda and that they're doing this not because it's easy money but because that they want to accelerate i see how do you assess that how do you make sure there is real intent <laughs> that's also a very good question but like we have champions and champion is the one that usually like we work together in the more working level. But many project is sometimes in a very still, how to say, status mode. So it's not shared to higher management or it just come up as a curiosity that they want to try something, but it doesn't have really alignment with the overall strategy. So we try to check that whether it's really aligned with the larger picture. And also somehow we try to check with the upper management that this is something that is really that something that you want to do. And if we check with several layers, we know that whether this is really a serious project or is more like a spontaneous idea or curiosity based. Also, curiosity will something turn into great projects. So we don't want to just eliminate that, but to just avoid to be easy money for just try, get information. I want to double click on this. You just mentioned easy money, but at the end, you don't want to stop people from being curious if the curiosity can lead to a real new innovation project. So I think part of it is to judge people, right? Yes. Both internal and external. Yes, 
Exactly. Okay. So that I think is very interesting, this POC budget. Can you give us a sense of how many times before investments you do a POC mm -hmm. and that leads to a better investment? So there are several POC interesting that give a lot of insight of the company and we decided not to invest. And I think that is also a positive result as a POC. And I think there is a, like a kind of POC and investment started almost at the same time, but POC a little bit earlier and have a kind of good indication is not finished the POC and we make investment. That's, I think, one case. And there is a lot of POC we did after the investment and it feel that it's really accelerate the partnership. So I think those POC really worked out well to get also more business unit to be considered as a real option and try yep. to. So it's a golden nugget because you mentioned it and I really like it. This POC budget helps you to decide not to invest. Correct. So for little amount of money, you actually avoid investing a bigger amount of money, which could probably not go anywhere. So this is actually a really good way to avoid wasting good investment money. So we have three minutes left. So I want to give you a chance to talk about what's next for you. What investments are you looking at in the next 12 months? One of our targets is to really look into a new innovation to make circular economy or carbon neutral possible. So like we are looking to a bio-based solution, we are looking to recycle, we are looking to all the circular economy, including digital, digital technology, like blockchain traceability, LCA, and so on. Another like big pillar is that we are more like building our position as electronic material supplier. But we are not perfect at all, and we are looking for partnership with a startup company in that field. So these two area, carbon neutrality solution, climate change solution, and also electronic like semiconductors and like next generation communications and those new technology open up our next generation like society is something that we are looking for. It's a very nice range of topics. Fumiko, I really want to thank you for your time today and for being so candid and sharing your journey and sharing the mistakes as well as a really good idea about the POC budget. I think that was one of the golden nuggets of today. So thank you very much, Fumiko. Thank you very much. It was so wonderful to be part of this.